All right. Well, this is my day Friday, but it's a bit different this week. It um, is Carla Marie, as always, and not Anthony. It's not my friend Anthony. John Camucci. Hi, John. Hello. I'm honestly so excited to be here. I've been listening to this podcast for a while, and I can't believe that I'm the new Anthony. This is dope. <laughs> the new Anthony. So if you don't know who John is, John hosts the Almost On Air podcast with Erica. We spent some time together, all of us, in Scottsdale earlier in the year, and when we were there... We picked name the girls picked names out of a hat, and we picked who our podcast husband Mike Swap would be. And I got John. So here we are, months later, finally doing that episode. Erica and Jake are recording their episode as well, and Anthony and Ricky are doing an episode as well. So you'll get to hear all of these this week. But this is going to be the best one. I do. I agree a hundred percent. I was pumped when I got you because I think that we are the most fun of the six of us. You know, I was going to say the same thing. We're the most fun. I also think we're the most similar. True. For some, it's bizarre to me, but I think that we are because I I agree with you on so many things sometimes, and it freaks me out when I listen to your podcast. So I don't know if that's going to be good or bad, but I do think we are the most fun. I like hearing you say that because when I get in fights with my co-host Erica, she always thinks that you're on her side all the time, and and I'm sure that you are sometimes, but I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I think Carla Marie is more like me than you. I am on her side when it comes to girl things, I would say. A lot of times, like, I'm like, no, John, that's not how it works. Like, you... You shouldn't be using Snapchat to talk to girls, but maybe we'll get into that at some point. Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's hit the intro, and then we'll do more fun things. Hello, it's Jesse J, and you are listening to Carla Marie and Anthony. It's My Day Friday. John. Hey there, it's Hilary Duff, and you're listening to My Day Friday. I'm hanging out with Anthony and my new best girlfriend, Carla Marie. It's My Day Friday, bitches. Let's get ridiculous. Okay. I wish I made an intro just for you this week. I was honestly kind of hoping you would, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, yeah. that's not does happening. Does this mean that I get to make all of the, does this mean I get to make 50% of the decisions for your show this week? Uh, yeah, go like, ahead. Do I, do I get Anthony's say? Like, if you ask me right now, can I foster six more kittens? <laughs> can I make that call as yes? Yes, let's do that. So, John, Motley Zoo Animal Rescue, where I have uh, fostered a ton of cats from, which we'll get to in a second, needs more fosters. And I would like to foster more kittens in my home. So, since you are in for Anthony this week, can I? As a 50% decision maker of this show, I'm going to give it a hard yes. Okay, great. We have to act soon before your next podcast. Must act soon. Get kittens now. (laughs) Immediately. So, I've been fostering kittens for over two months now and at first I had four which were named Erica and John yes after the same John that is here with me right now Ricky and Jake from 20 somethings doing nothing podcast Ricky and Jake have since been adopted and I still have Erica and John in my house so is the situation that no one wants us or is the situation that you're doing everything you can to keep us as long as possible no there's just so many so many people adopted cats and kittens last year right they were home for so long and shelters were actually getting cleared out it was great and now it's just everyone's like I have my cat I have my dog I don't need one and it's bad I actually brought this up in our podcast last week did you know that cats are actually the more popular pet in the United States I did (laughs) after you brought it up in your podcast and then I was thinking I feel like it's because as a as one person will have more cats than they do 
than a single like dog person has dogs, if that makes sense. Like, like I went yeah, into like, it with two cats right away. Right. There are more five cat cat ladies than there are five dog dog women. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't I don't go with cat lady. I go with cool cat mom. But cool cat mom. Cool Taylor cat. Swift agrees with you, actually. I saw that TikTok. She just posted a TikTok saying if you have two cats, you're a cool cat mom. Yeah, but currently have four, so <laughs> Well, two are not technically yours, although I think that they should be. <sighs> I asked Anthony, I'm like, should we keep them? And he keeps saying, if you keep them, I am moving out. <laughs> Do they smell, though? Not really. Like, I want to know his reasoning. It's just a lot. Like, you're constantly stepping over an animal, and you just hear running around all the time. It's just, I think if we had a bigger place, it would be better. But, like, mm. he lost his whole bathroom to them. Like, he can't use, he had all his stuff in there. <laughs> so, for over two months, Anthony has had to just lose his whole space because of them. Has he grown closer with Max, the one of the cats that you own, yes. since these two cats? Or has Max kind of felt jealous of this? Uh, Max definitely feels jealous, but he and Max are closer. So he thinks mm. that Max is jealous of my time with the kids. So she wants to mm. be with him even more. It's like a really messed up thing we have going on here. So what happens if they don't get adopted? That's like a, when's the cutoff? That's, there isn't, and that's a great question. So nobody adopt them, <laughs> please. <laughs> They're going to go to, there's like a... a a sanctuary for cats that are like bad here in Washington. Oh. And it's like an outdoor cool, like it's a whole area and they're like, not, I don't say caged in, but blocked in. And it's cats that can't be adopted because they're so bad. So they go to this place and they're just like taken care of their whole lives by people who just like feed them and make sure they have everything they need. And they're all spayed and neutered. But like, I'm not sending these guys there. Totally. Do dogs have a similar thing? I don't know. I don't either. Cause I feel like dogs are harder to take care of in mass quantities like that. I feel like they'd be like junkyard dogs. <laughs> which sounds terrible so terrible okay so i there are actual things we want to talk to this week talk about this week besides cats we both love cats so this is gonna be tough we're gonna try not to talk about cats all the time totally but, um i was thinking how it's so odd that you and i have only hung out in person like for three days At one time for three days consecutively yeah. and that's it and i feel like i know so much about you just from listening to your podcast and our, in our group chat. I think that goes to show how much like people feel that because I, I think the same exact thing. And we do talk outside of the podcast. Obviously right. we have a group chat that we're in every day. And it's so interesting that these days you can feel so close to someone that lives so far. Yeah. I don't know if this was the same because when, uh, when AOL was around or like the AOL instant messenger, yes. I think I was still too young to actually have best friends across the country. You know, I couldn't really understand what was mm -hmm. going on there. But I wonder if you could still feel as close to someone. I don't think so because I think the amount of video and FaceTime and sending pictures and stuff through the texts really amplifies like the connection that you can feel. It makes a total difference. But people definitely were. I mean, I didn't I don't think I talked to anyone that wasn't like a friend on AIM, but right. you would join like these AOL chat rooms and you would talk to people from all over, but like never talk to them again, really. Right. But I'm sure people did make connections like uh, like adults the same way we are did make connections and eventually meet and either fall in love or get murdered or have a best friend, whatever. <laughs> or both actually. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but now you're right. The, the video and just the fa literal FaceTime with people that you can have from people all over the world, you feel like you're with them all the time. So I I've, literally feel like we've yeah worked yeah, together for years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. So, so one of the things I've learned about you from listening to your podcast is that you either liked to or have been called daddy 
while having sex. <laughs> this is the thing you were going to bring up? Out of all the things I've talked about in two years of podcasting, this is the one you want to bring I up. I literally had daddy written down. For some reason, it was the first thing I thought of. And I was like, "What? Is, there are two things. This and your Peter Pan complex, which we'll also get into. Maybe they're we're tied together. I don't know. But I was like, that time that John was doing a podcast with Jake and Erica, and he was like, yeah, I like to be called daddy. <laughs> I think uh, I tried to pin it on the two of them as much okay. as possible. I tried to lead that conversation mm -hmm. on purpose um, because I don't like to king shame. <laughs> I just needed to bring it up. It was just something I thought of, and I was like, all right. I texted Erica today, and I was like, Erica, John said he likes to be called daddy, right? And she goes, that was the worst text to wake up to. <laughs> but I think that is what he said. So I wanted to call I it think yeah, I think that what it what it really is is, and this just applies to everything in life, not even just this, you know, area. I just think that I like trying things that are out of the ordinary. That's you know, fair. like I don't want to be in the box. Like I want to be as much outside the box as possible because I think that things in life need to be experienced. That's fair. Once maybe, maybe, and maybe you do like them. Who knows? But what other things do you like to try that you're like no one else really likes this, or I'm gonna try it? Like what things that make you? What other things are you like, I need to try this one time? That's maybe a good question. you never I went feel back. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it goes to a lot of things. And I think it can start as simple as food. Like I have the things that I order all the time. Like when I go to Chipotle, I order the same thing every time. But if there's something new on the menu, I'm going to try it once because I want to know. Okay. I want to know what it's like. And if someone tells me what something's like, I'm not going to believe it until I can experience it myself. And that's pretty much like goes to everything. So if someone tells me don't touch don't touch that because it, it hurts. Like it's pointy. Like I need, I need to go touch it. Like okay. I need to go, I need to experience for myself. I get that. Cause I am also the same way with stuff like that, where someone tells me like, no, 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 don't do it. I'm like, no, but I want to know. Or if someone's like, this is gross, try it. I'm the person that's like, okay, I will try it. Cause I also want to know how gross it is. See, I'm that person that's like, this is gross. Try it. Anthony's like, why would I try it? If you just said it's gross. And I'm like, cause you have to know too. You have to know. You have to know. And I want to I want to make my own conclusions about the choices that I have and like the opinions that I have because if they succeed or whether they like whether they succeed or fail, I am comfortable knowing that I was the one behind that. I'd rather blame myself than blame someone else. Look at you. You're such an adult. I don't know why you think that you you have okay. You think that for now. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Perfect time to bring up one of my favorite things that I have learned about John that he hasn't talked about, I don't think, on any of his uh, episodes of Almost On Air, but a girl you used to hook up with works at a bar that you go to all the time, and she fucking hates you. She does actually hate me. Very much so, actually. It's not great. So what is the backstory on whatever relationship you guys had? Yeah, so, and I'd like the record to show that this was the bar I was going to first. You know, okay. I don't want there to be any confusion that, like, I was going there because I knew she was a, a server or a bartender there. I happened, we found this bar during the pandemic. It was one of the ones that had an outdoor patio and started opening up when things could open up. So it was one of the only places to go. And my roommates and I created this habit of going there. A month or two into that becoming our, you know, our stationary weekend place. One of my exes that I just ha happened to have a thing for um, started working there. So the, the history there is we'd never actually boyfriend, girlfriend dated. Okay. Right? We were, we were talking in college. It was a little bit off and on. And it, it, at the end of the day, like it's, it's kind of because I had commitment issues at the time, <laughs> like I'll be honest. And so I was just kind of the one that like never really gave it the real shot. And so I, there are some bitter feelings there, you know? So I don't how know did if it I did end? anything. One more time. How did your relation, like whatever you guys had, how did it actually end? Um, 
I think I just started dating someone else. <laughs> John. Well, like not right in the, like not while we were like doing, going on but dates and stuff. There like wasn't yeah, like hey, we're done. I'm kind of bad at that sometimes. <laughs> I'm not really good with the, so as much as I like to talk all day, I'm not really good with the, like the words of affirmation type stuff. So sometimes it's easier for me to gently let down the relationship than to be like, I don't like you. Like, and, 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 a, and a lot of the time too, it's not that I don't like someone and I, and I've run into this problem all the time. I like people, but if I don't love them and that next step isn't there, I'm not going to tell you, I just don't like you. I guess I could tell you I'm not really feeling it, but to me, I don't know. Like it, that's just hard to do because I like people a lot, but if I don't find, if I don't develop those love feelings after a couple of weeks or months, I'm just not going to take it there. So you if know? you were on the bachelor, you would say, I don't think I can get there with you. That's the word. That's the that's, phrase. That's probably the words. Yeah, those are probably the words, you know? And for I one reason or another, there. and maybe it's a timing thing because I know that I change a lot, you know? So it's hard for me to be like, I can't get there with you because there have been times where over months or maybe even years, I change my feelings about someone. Yeah, you same. know what I mean? So that's everyone. I, right. And I don't like to make definitive statements in case I go back on them later. Okay. But like at some point, you're going to have to. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And that's why I messed up and it was not great. So anyways, she started working as a bartender after things didn't end super great. And uh, in the beginning, I'm not gonna lie, it was like, not, um, it wasn't pleasant, I would say. The cool thing about her, though, is she gets it. She's not making a big scene at the bar, but she's also not going to pretend she likes me. Okay. So, so you, <laughs> first night, what happens? You show up with your friends, this bar you've been going to, this girl that it didn't end great with in college who doesn't like you anymore is now working there. What happens? And a, a week before, she had re-added me on Instagram because she was like, you know what? Like, we're both pursuing kind of a similar entertainment dream. So, and, and no, it didn't, I don't think it meant anything. No, but, but. We're both pursuing a similar dream. And I think it was like years had passed. Like we can be cordial now, you know, like I don't have feelings about it anymore. Like no hard feelings, whatever we can, we can be cool. So I had, <laughs> I was out one night and I had reached out to her and I responded to one of her stories. And I think I just said like, this is funny or hi or something, something super simple. And she responded with absolutely not period. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, this I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just trying to make simple conversation. And then so that's exactly what I said back to her. And she sent me a screenshot of all of the mental hospitals in Orange County, California. That's all she said. Just a straight <laughs> screenshot. So first of all, I got to respect this girl's sense of humor. She you thinks you're, she's telling you that you're crazy. Don't even try to mess with me anymore. Yes. Like you need help. Don't reach out to me. I love her. <laughs> just, I love this girl. I, it's, I love it. I love it too. It's so hilarious. So I laughed like I respect it because I know that it's one of those times where like she knows it's a joke, but she's also like kind of serious. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which makes it even better, I think. Does it make so you like going, like her again? Um, It makes me, I think, respect her actually. Okay, I like because that. She holds her ground and she's like not going to make a huge scene. Like she's not telling me, dude, effing stop you know like right. stop reaching out to me like this is stupid like she's not being attacking like that but at the same time she's making her point clear while having some fun with it and realizing that hey like we're good I understand we're in this place but like don't even don't even try yeah, don't. <laughs> you know okay yeah so I, I respect that like I think she's you know made up her mind which is good so the first couple times we went to this bar I think this is I was having some fun with it and I probably shouldn't have <laughs> but I would walk in there and I'd be like what is up and I'd go to the bar and I knew she had to like say something and like she'd have to serve drinks <laughs> So I was just like, yo, like, how are you? It's good to see you. 
And at this point, she would look at all of my friends and skip over me as she's going down the line. Like she was just not having it. I was, and I was making it much worse of at the course. time, you know, uh, because I thought it was like, oh, what a crazy situation. One of your exes is now working at a place that you go to all the time. This, this is hilarious. So eventually we got to this place where I realized she didn't find it as funny as I did. <laughs> so I dialed it back and I've started to, over the past couple of months, um, just, just be normal and be nice and kind and like respectful and like, you know, not make any extra conversation and realize that like when I go in there, I'm not even going to acknowledge it. And because like I'm done being petty or just being stupid about it too. Right. And the last time I was in there, I have to say too, this was a huge moment for us. The last time I was in there, um, all my friends are good friends with her. So they were all giving her hugs and she was going down the line and she was like, all right, come here. Like, I'll give you a hug. And I was like, we are there. You know, and I didn't push it. I didn't do anything extra. I was just like, you know what? This is cool. Like, she's cool with me now. I'm cool with her. I think all the bitterness is behind us. But like, what a fun experience that was. <laughs> I don't know if way. she would say also a fun experience, but I feel like this makes me realize that you are growing up a bit and you can like be an adult about some things, even though I know that scares the hell out of you. It's certain things that scares the hell out of me. In these types of emotional situations, I... I appreciate maturing and I want to grow up and be the adult because it affects other people's feelings and my relationships. Yes. When it's affecting my relationships, I want to make sure that I'm being the mature person. And sometimes I'm a little bit late to that party in some areas rather than others. But when I do get there, it feels good. And I'm always trying to consistently get there. Okay. So this is a perfect time to talk about the Peter Pan complex. Yes. And, and all of this. So I would say it was probably an episode you did on Almost On Air um, in January. I hadn't met mm. you yet. I was listening and you and Erica were both talking about getting older and how you feel about it and the panics. And I want you to talk about how you actually feel. And I was listening and I'm like, no guys, no, it's not like that. It doesn't have to be like that. And this is like well before I knew you. And yeah. you actually, in the way that you were explaining things reminded me a lot of Anthony and how he felt and things he was going through. Like it was truly just listening to our own podcast just a few years earlier. So totally. I, Take me back to that time, whether you feel the same now and then or then or whatever it is, and your thoughts about getting older and also how old you are. Right. So I am 27 years old and I am typically viewed um, as younger, as acting younger than I am a lot of the time. Yeah, but we're and, on radio, so we all are. <laughs> but that's also true. <laughs> but uh, even before, like I was even trying to pursue this, like I've always kind of been a few years before and I kind of have like, in some ways, like a little kid's mindset. And I enjoy that because in my opinion- when you're little and when, when you're a child and you're growing up and you're seeing the world for the first time, the world is kind of magical. And like a lot of the things that seem mundane to you now are so cool to you when you're growing up. And there's a lot of hope in the world. And it's a lot of those little things that make you happy. And I think that the biggest problem is when you grow into being an adult, you're told that a lot of those things shouldn't make you happy anymore. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes life, just the way that life happens to you, you learn to, you learn to like mature past them. And so jaded. a lot of those little things don't seem as cool yeah. anymore. And those little things that used to make you happy don't make you happy anymore. And a lot of the hope that you once had for the world, you feel like a reality has hit you and you, you kind of lose a lot of that. So a lot of people don't enjoy a lot of the things that used to make them happy. And I like enjoying those things. I think those things are awesome. And a lot of those things when I was little mattered to me so much. Like the idea of who I wanted to be when I grew up was so ingrained in my head because people would tell me when you grow up, you're not going to like superheroes anymore. Like you're not going to do that. You're going to grow up and you're going to realize like why, what life will be. And like, you're going to have to do all this stuff. And I was like, I wanted to prove them wrong. I was like, I don't want to change. Like, I want to make sure that 
the person that I am when I'm an adult would make 10 to 17 year old me happy. I want to be proud of that guy. I want to find a lot of the enjoyment in a lot of the little things in life that I did then. And I don't want to lose sight of a lot of the hope that you feel as a kid. Okay. And that manifests in a lot of different ways. Then do you think 10 to 17 year old John right now would be happy with this John Camucci who has a plant behind him, a mug for the company (laughs) that he, he works at, you know, he lives with a bunch of roommates. You think he would be happy? I think 10 to 17 year old me would be almost 100% proud and pumped to be where I am now in almost, almost every aspect of life. Which aspect would he not be? Um, I think that, well, in career, like we're definitely almost there. I think, right. I think he'd be proud of the effort that I've put forward so far. Um, having a lot of friends and I think having a lot of freedom was a big one too, because a lot of the parts in my life, I feel like I didn't have a lot of freedom as a kid. So I feel like now that I'm able to make those choices and, experience a lot of things with a lot of people that make me happy. I think that's something that he'd be proud of too. Um, Young me was a huge hopeless romantic. And I think a huge part of me still is. Um, But that part of life hasn't quite been fulfilled just yet. And I think that that's one thing that has changed the most is that was probably number one on my priority list growing up. I feel like it is on all of ours growing up. And then we actually start dating and we're like, yeah, I'm going to move this one down. Totally. No, it's exactly right. And so I think that's one thing that he like young me would be interested to see is how much that value has changed. And that's something I still want. But again, it's not something I'm willing to throw everything else away for. Whereas growing up, I would have done anything for that person, as I'm sure most of us have felt. Right. And something you brought up, you said the superheroes thing. And the first thing that popped into my head was look at all of the adults who show up to Marvel movies in full blown costume. Like, and granted, that was just one thing you said, but whatever you loved as a kid, you can still love as you grow up. You can still feel the same about you're just going to have other responsibilities and bills to pay and things to do. No one's tell, like, being immature is one thing, right? You're not, I don't think right. that you are immature. I don't get that mm. from you at all. Like you're responsible. You show up to things on time. Like you get shit done. That's not you at all. So as long as you are mature, you can literally act like a child in every other aspect. And I feel like I'm there as well. I agree. And I think a lot of people do agree with us, but there are a lot of people that group those two things together and don't know how to differentiate between them. That's their I was problem. Even saying- yeah, right before I came on here, I was on Twitter and that's the new Spider-Man trailer just came out this week. So obviously Twitter is going crazy and there are a lot of, like you said, adult grown men that are way older than me getting pumped about this new movie. And there are a lot of tweets attacking those guys saying you're literally 46 excited to see Spider-Man. Why? And of course. Me, exactly. I'm like, that's something that's cool to still care about. Like if you can't care about those little things that used to make you happy, what do you get pumped about? Like right. CNN? Like I don't get it, you know? <laughs> so those people who are attacking those people are either to have their own thing that they don't think is weird, but maybe other people do and that's fine. But like, that just means that you are a, not going to end up in a friend group like that or B Mm. not going to end up with someone as your life partner that is like that. And that's all like, we like different things and that's it. It doesn't matter if someone thinks you're a loser because you're going to go see the new Spider-Man movie at 27 with all of your roommates dressed as Spider-Man because you guys enjoy that. And there's a, probably a group of women dressed as Spider-Man who you're going to meet. And like, there's just, you're going to find someone who gets you for who you are, no matter how you act. And society telling you that you need to be a certain thing is just what society has done way before our time, way before our grandparents' time. Like, it's just, that's just the way the world goes. And when I was 25, 
I had, and I think I actually may have ended up sending you this article that I wrote. If I didn't, I will. I did this thing on Elvis Duran in the morning show. And I had a full-blown panic. It was the only age I have ever panicked about. It was 25. I was like depressed. What is my life? It's over. And I did this whole list of things that was like half serious and half not. I was like, can I still wear a backpack? Can I still order chicken fingers? Just like things like that, that I'm like, am I supposed to grow up now? Do I have to wear high heels all the time? I hate them, all this stuff. And that moment with all of them on the air and people calling in were like, I'm 40 and I still wear a backpack and I'm still act like a kid or I still do this. I was like, oh, no one knows what's going on. No no one's an adult. And I had a few years ago, listeners reached out to me. They were like, grow down. Don't grow up. Grow down. Like always just like have fun and be silly. Like don't lose that spark. You can still be a badass and an adult with a kick-ass career, but don't lose who you are from your whole life. Like, don't let that go. That's exactly right. And I think that is the challenge because, and you brought up a lot of good examples too, is like even eating chicken fingers, like (laughs) you will get called the child at the table. Yes. And when you're growing into, especially your early twenties, when you're trying to figure out what being an adult is, sometimes those words get in and you start to question. You're like, oh my God, you're right. Like, does this mean I'm not an adult because I'm still ordering chicken fingers? Or like an issue that I've brought up on my podcast all the time is like, I put glow in the dark stars up on my ceiling like a 10 year old, you know, and that is way more in the child category than most other things. So I can understand why someone would be like, that may indicate that you have a lot of immature tendencies, but I think it's important to be able to separate them. But there's going to be some woman that's like, hell yeah, I have those stars on my ceiling. This is hilarious. Like it all depends how you carry yourself and how you present yourself. Like is there also a car bed in your room? Like, or is that just the one thing? Like there, that makes a huge, huge difference. I found the the list. I will send it to you. Um, of all the things like, do I need to leave my family plan? I'm still on my family plan with my parents now. How many years later? It was just a lot of like, do I need to move out of my parents' house? I can't afford that. Um, am I supposed to wake up early Sunday and read the newspaper? Were like things that I asked. Like, I don't understand when do I become an adult and do I have to do it? And here I am now, eight years later, after writing that article, I own a home. I have two cats that I'm responsible for. I'm actually in a relationship that is a good relationship. At the time, it wasn't the best relationship for me. And right. my life is totally different. And I'm still the same person that I was, but I think I'm an even more enhanced version of that. Like way more better in all aspects, personality, understanding who I am and just living my life. And that's what I was trying to tell you guys when you did that episode back in January is that it actually gets better as you get older. That's what I want to hear because I think that's the thing that scared me. And I think about a year or two ago, I was more doubtful of what makes me an adult. And I think that now I'm really a lot more settled into those things. But I do get scared that with age, it becomes harder and harder to still try and hold on to those things that make you happy and look forward to other things that also might become valuable to you. And that's, that's good to hear some reassurance in that because that's like, honestly, I've told you guys a million times, that's my biggest fear is no. growing up. And I, and I agree with you. And I was the same way. And now I'm just like, nah, not a fear anymore because I don't have to do it. And we're very lucky that we work in the entertainment world where mm. we just get to fuck around all the time like even though we have to work and it's hard work we get to do this right now we get to I get to call you out for saying you'd like to be called daddy like you know what I mean like it's that's our job and you can't do that in a normal nine-to-five office job you absolutely (laughs) cannot and 
whether you are in radio or not, they're still away with your hobbies and your friends. And um, there's an episode of 20-somethings coming out where all the girls got together. And me, Erica, and Ricky started talking about people who, like, are you in a different stage of life? I don't want to, like, ruin everything we talked about. But if you're in a different Mm. stage of life of your friends, what happens? And I was talking about how, like, all my friends really are having babies now. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with them. But I will find other friends and other spaces that I fit into and can do certain, not that I won't even have fun with them, but do the fun things that single people without kids do. If that's yeah, like going, go to Scottsdale with us. Yes, exactly. That <laughs> totally. we are, and just because you get married and have kids doesn't mean you won't get to do those things. Will it be harder? Yes, but that's what mm. happens. You get more responsibilities. Like you have a job now and a podcast, but 10 years ago, you were just dicking around, going to college, like not doing any of that. So each stage of your life is presented with different, I wouldn't even say more, just like different little It's like a new challenge, like leveling up in a video game. All right, what's the challenge now? I'm still going to kick ass and break through and have fun. All right, next level, new challenge, but how do I have fun here? And you just find ways to mold your life into those new things. Like when I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. The cats. I didn't want to keep the girls when Mm. I first fostered them four years ago. I was like, I don't want cats. I don't like them. I ended up falling in love with them. But even then I was like, oh, but how am I going to do this? It's going to be so expensive to take care of cats. Who's going to watch them while I'm gone? And now they're just a part of my life. And I look back mm. and I'm like, I was such an ass. Like, I, I, you figure it out. You will figure it out. And now I can't imagine my life without them. So with anything, I just think I'll figure it out. If it's something that I want, something that I enjoy, even if it seems like it's going to be difficult, you'll figure it out. I completely agree. And I think that the hardest part in that is – remembering what you want to keep because I think sometimes the way that life naturally works and falls upon you, you lose those things, but not by choice. If you have some things that you enjoy and your life becomes extremely hard because you need to pay bills and you actually have a lot of responsibilities, it's hard to find the time to do a lot of the hobbies that you love that make you happy that maybe you wouldn't have lost if you hadn't grown up so soon. You know what I mean? So it's hard to learn life lessons. And sometimes that's getting hurt, like in relationships. And sometimes that's, it can, you know, manifest in different ways. But like, it's hard to remember, I want to keep this about myself. Like, I want to keep this hobby. I want to keep this interest. I want to keep this trait. It's like, even in relationships, like a lot of people say that as soon as they get their heart ripped out, they're like, I'm never trusting a guy again. I'm never trusting a girl again. And like, in a lot of cases, I see that happening. A lot of people get so closed off in relationships after they've been really hurt that one time but you have to like fight through that with bravery and understand that that might happen again and still hold on to the person that you want to be. And I want to be someone that's trusting in a relationship. And I want to be someone that gets pumped about things that, you know, that a lot of children get pumped about or that I was pumped about when I was 12. And when life things come in the way, those are the things that I have to remind myself constantly. Like, no, you, you do love this, right? Like this is still something you want to hold on to. And I think that's the hardest part. I think you actually should just have a child and then you'll be able to do all those things with the kid. (laughs) I've thought about that, but I'm too selfish. (laughs) I get it. No, and that was another thing you guys talked about were kids and all of that. And I'm actually kind of in the same mindset with you as having kids. Then like Mm. I'm opposite of Erica where Erica's like, give me seven kids now. And when you guys talk about that, I'm like, Erica, you're crazy. Where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And luckily for you, you're a guy and you have plenty of time before you need to make that decision. That is so true. And like, I don't think about how grateful I am often enough (laughs) that like, I really don't have a cap or I don't have to worry about freezing my eggs or whatever that looks like. (laughs) 
I was actually just talking about this yesterday with my roommate. <laughs> this is a random question, but we were laying in bed and we Googled, when do men's sperm like stop being as fertile? I don't think they and, do. Like, they, almost never. They were saying maybe when you're 80. It gets less and less as you go up, but like until 80 and sometimes beyond. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like, why we, like all these rich old dudes get these young women pregnant. Yeah, dude. And that sounds terrible. Like, I don't want to be learning to walk with my kid, you know? Like... <laughs> I just don't want to be old, like at least, but biologically I can, you right. know, which is wild. My dad had me at 44. Wait, I take that back. 41, my sister at 44. My mom okay. was 34 and 37 ish. So even then, like that was old, like super old as a woman, Probably 37 naturally getting most of your friends, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, but I think about like my dad was 44 with a baby. In 1991, and I'm like, that was just so unheard of then. Like, when we were growing Dude, up, totally. everyone would be like, your grandpa's here to pick you up. And I'm like, that's my dad. <laughs> so annoyed. So annoyed. And I'm yeah, like- Yeah, my mom was like 24, I think. Yeah, my mom, her first marriage had my brother at 17 and 19. So she lived like the total opposite worlds. But now I think like, my latest concern is, okay, yeah, I can have babies later, right? With science and everything, I can, but- do I want to be 80 with a 40-year-old kid that I'm just going to, like, not be able to relate to? Like, at what point is it like, all right, now I'm screwing over my kid because I'm so old having a kid? A hundred percent. Can I ask you another yes. slightly tangent question? Yes, go. So a few years ago, I and mean, we don't know when this you and Anthony thing officially okay. started. Yes. But before that, were you worried, maybe in your, like, beginning of your 30s, were you worried about what happens if I don't find someone? Not really because, so let me preface with the kids thing was never truly a thing for me. I, it was never like, I need to get married because I want to have kids. So I am different than I'd say a lot of women in that mm -hmm. that is their, their thing of why they need to find a guy because they want to have kids. So I never had mm -hmm. that pressure over my head, but a few years before, actually right before we moved to Seattle, I had actually been to an iHeartRadio panel. It was like one of the first women in networking panels they did in New York. Mm. And there was a woman on that panel who I was like, I love her. She was probably in her 40s. And something she had said in the panel, I realized she had her son on her own. Like wasn't in a relationship, probably just went to a sperm bank, got, wow, yeah, and had the baby. And that's something she wanted to do. And I remember sitting there and I had just broken up with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, man, I could... If I'm happy in my career and with my friends and I am fully established and have the money to do it, I can still have a kid if that's something I want to do. So that switched in my head right there. And I was like, I can do whatever I want. How cool would it be to just be a mom with a kid? If I know there are probably many single moms right now who are like, fuck off that you just said that. But <laughs> that's where my head was at the time. I understand it is not that easy. So I was never concerned. I mean, yeah, after breakups and stuff, I would think like, I'm just never going to be with anyone. Like, mm. there's no way I can because every time I, I'm the one breaking up with someone because I just am not in it anymore. And right. I kept thinking, maybe I'll just live my life being in long-term relationships until they're not good anymore. And that totally. is still a fear of mine. Sorry, Anthony. But, like, it's always like I would get so checked out after a while. And now I realize it's because I hadn't met the person that truly worked mm. with me and challenged me and brought so much to the relationship. It was just like dating friends at that point. 
Right. Now it's different. So I wouldn't say that I was that girl that was sitting home like, what am I going to do? I'm so sad. All my friends have people and I don't because I was just like, I'm just going to go out with my friends and get drunk and have fun because that's what we do. And right. I don't, maybe if I was like 37, 38 and getting older and everyone was married with babies and I was older, then I'd be scared. But I never really had that full moment. I think that's one of the challenges I think about um, at this stage in my life because, and I talk about this one to one of my roommates as well. He's, he's a teacher around the same age as me. He's 28. And we think about where we are at in comparison to a lot of our friends who are all getting married this year. You know what I mean? And at this point in our lives, career is like more of the main focus. And we get a lot of our self-worth from like how we're doing in our lives individually. And a lot of our friends would put that on the side burner for a minute to be able to start that family life because to them, they get fulfillment from, you know, the relationship and like where they're at with their family. And so even though I know that this is where I'm at now and what makes me happy, I get, I wonder if that may change one day because I notice that my values start to change as I get older. And I start to wonder that what if I turn 40 and my career is going great? Am I going to be happy with that? Or am I going to kind of wish that I changed things? You know, that's just a thought that bugs me sometimes. Although I'm not really sure what the answer is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think, I think everyone is different. Everyone has different things at different points of their life. And if we all grew the exact same way, the exact same speed, think about a flower, like, okay, think about flowers. They all grow differently, right? That's what makes them so pretty. This would be one ass ugly garden if we all looked and grew the exact same. And totally. we're all different. And that is just something we have to remember just because you're all the same age doesn't like you all had different upbringings, school, career, everything changes you differently. It makes you grow differently, sideways, backwards, whatever. And you can't compare yourself to your friends. And that's just what you have to remember. But my values have 100% changed. And I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, mm. Career is not my priority at all. Being successful right. is a priority and I'm not going to become a bum and not do anything and sit on my couch, but I'm not going to give everything to a career when I realize that spending time with my friends and family is more important to me. Even things like going to Scottsdale with my friends and taking mm. a day off of worrying about our business is more important to me than that business now. So- as you sit at this current place, do you have any regret about what your values were in the past? Yes and no. I, I hate saying, yeah, I regret this, blah, 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 because I, I learned from it and that's why I'm here now. So I think regret is that's a whole nother situation, but mm. I learned from that and I don't think I'd be in this mindset if I didn't do what I did. But right. when we had gotten let go, my biggest thing was I poured everything into that job everything mm. hours I, w I wouldn't go out on Friday nights because I'd be so physically and emotionally drained that I would come home and stare at my wall and that was a thing that my friend and I would talk about all the time like staring at a white wall was how we just decompressed and like that's sad <laughs> like that is that's what you have to do to decompress because the last thing I wanted to do was go out to a bar and be around people and hear noise because like you answer the phone. So the last thing I want to do sometimes would be on the phone. And mm -hmm. it's just like, these are normal everyday things that we're just so emotionally drained from because we've had to give so much energy to being on air and everything that surrounds it and all of that. So when I had got let go, I had that mindset and I was like, 
my family has been on the other side of the country for five years. And of course I made the decision to move, but during the pandemic it hit harder because my mom was going through her heart surgery. My whole family was like making food, delivering things for her. And I physically could not do that because how was I going to travel at this time? It was like travel. It's like, Oh my God, no. And how was I going to travel, be there for her, take care of her? My niece was pregnant. It was like all this stuff that I, I didn't get to experience with my family because now there was just this whole gate up because of the pandemic. And I was like, I put everything into this job and it's just gone now. And I kind of just said no to everything my family was doing really for the last five years because I couldn't fly back for it because I didn't want to take off an extra day of work when I could have. And I was like, fuck that. I'm never doing that again. And right. I had basically posted that since then I've had two women in radio who have reached out to me. One of them five days later who sent me a photo. She was at her grandmother's deathbed, took off of work and went and said, I would have never gone. If you didn't post this, I got to see my grandma before she died. And I was like, Holy wow. fuck. Another one. Same thing. Flew back to upstate New York for her grandma's like 90th birthday party and wasn't going to go. And same thing said, I saw your post and I was like, Carla Marie was right. I can't not take off a work for this. In that moment, when you're going through all of that though, and you're at the peak of just giving everything to the show and missing out on those family opportunities. If I would have asked you in that moment, but are you happy with your life right now? What would you have answered then, not now? I would have said, I'm, oh, that is tough. Because happy is such a hard word to say because I was, I truly was drained. I'd say the last three years, I was so drained. So I don't know that I would have said I'm happy, but I would have said right. I don't have another choice right now. I can't go back. Do I want to be I there? Yes, but I can't is how I would have probably answered that. Because when I'm trying to assess my values now, um, if, like if I ask myself that question right now, I, I do think I would answer, yes, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not pouring anything close to the amount that you were in your work life. So I think <laughs> that that's why I'm able to answer that question right now, um, that I do have a decent balance of my life. But when I wonder if... Um, if my values are in the right place because I'm valuing my career and my personal individual life more than trying to build a family, I'm happy with my choice right now. And so how I rationalize this in the future is just understanding that if I changed right now and decided that, you know, I kind of wanted to build a family and like it completely yeah. switched all of my values, I, I don't think I would be happy in this moment. So like even if my values change at 40 and I'm happy then, I don't know for a fact that that's going to happen. And I'll know that that was still unhappy for a while in the past. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like even if my values change and I'm 40 years old okay. and I decide, oh, I want a family. Thank God at 27, I changed and I'm happy now. There still would have been a few years where I'm kind of like feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing at 27. You know what I mean? Yes. And you're always going to feel a part of your life like you're doing the wrong thing. Even now I'm like, are we doing the right thing by like not getting back into radio or not getting another job? And then I think like, mm, I don't want to do that right now. Right. So I'm not going to do Right. What makes you happy in this moment for as long as possible while still kind of looking at the future, but at the same time, whatever your core values are, I think that's what you need to focus on now. At least that's how I'm trying to do it. And yes. I hope I don't mess it up. <laughs> and that's exactly true. But you and I can also say those things because we don't, we're not married, right? Or we don't have kids. Right. So right. yes, my decisions affect Anthony in two ways, business-wise and our relationship, but mm. we have fully established that we are on the same page now. So we, or, you know, if we're not, we need to have a conversation and we handle that. But I don't have kids that I can be like worried about right now that who need health insurance and need money to, <laughs> so I can feed them. You and I get to make those decisions now. And I think 
so true. That's fine. Like your some of your friends who are getting married and gonna have start having kids. If they hate their jobs, they don't just get to leave their job. They have to make true. sure that they have a backup, and it's tough, right? We all say just just do what makes you happy. Just leave your job. I don't mean go quit right away. I mean start your backup plan and then get out. In most right. cases, but, but when you have a family or even just a partner, it's not just about you anymore. No. You know, I mean, you have to consider them. And that's a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to swallow. And I feel like you are one of those people. It's so hard for me <laughs> to swallow, dude. I'm too selfish right now. And it's hard, you know? You're only 27. Like when you're like, oh, my friends are getting married and they're 28. And I'm like, that's a baby to me. Like you're a, like me at 28 and me now, deep down, obviously same person, but such a different mindset that totally. I think if I got married at 28, that person right now would be like, you're, I don't know. You're different. What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And I think it's always a grass is always greener situation too. Like I'm sure that as we're thinking, what if I'm making the right choice? They're right. You're, there's some people with families that are like, it would be cool maybe to be able to switch my job if I don't like the career path I chose. You know what I mean? So it's a give and take, I think. It is. And life just, there's no playbook. It's just make no. sure, assess yourself every once in a while. Like, okay, self-assessment today. How do I feel? And do I still like what I signed up for because sometimes you just do it. Like it took me, it was one day last year, early on, I'd say in the pandemic, I was like, I don't think I like this anymore. And it was such a scary moment for me to be like, I don't think radio is going to make me happy forever anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'd say it was very similar to past relationships where I was like, I don't think I like this anymore. Where I was just like, I had been lying to myself for a bit leading up to that point because it was easy and how hard would it be to get out of radio and find another job that made sense for me? I was a name on a morning show, all this stuff. Like, I never let the thought creep up, but obviously the pandemic was like, I'm going to fuck with everybody's mind. Yeah, and totally. I got to a point where I was like, I don't, like, this isn't fun anymore, right? Mm -hmm. When we're not going in the studio and being around everyone and seeing people, I was like, what did I like about that? I actually enjoy being home. Why? And I started reassessing things. And then, I mean, luckily we got let go because I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have been miserable still and being in that position. But it's just, you need to kind of look at yourself in every situation you're in and be like, do I still like what I'm doing? Yes? Okay, yeah. move on. Yeah, I think, and that's what I've tried to do. And that's why, you know, I like do a lot of the things that make me seem a little bit younger because those are the things that still make me happy at this point in time. You know so what I mean? What? Stop, stop saying I do things that make me seem younger. You're just doing things that make you happy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I like hearing that. I do because I've, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that disagree and it's hard to keep that mindset sometimes. Like your roommates disagree? And my roommates are probably the only ones on my side. I was going to say, you all live together, part. which by the way, how many roommates do you have? We have five roommates. We're all ranging from like 25 to 29 in a residential area full of just like old people. And a lot of the people we see out are our friends that are typically more established than us. So we seem like the odd house out kind of. Nah, see, here's the thing. And like grass is greener is right. Every, those people, they're going to love their husbands and wives and get married and have babies and love their babies. Not that. But then they're going to look at you guys and be like, man, I wish I could just go live in that house with you guys. I'd do it now. I want to come totally. there and just hang out with you guys and for like a weekend and be in that house and just experience what it's like to live with roommates. I've had roommates in the past. Not that I haven't, but like, mm. I miss that sometimes like that fun vibe and you're getting to live that you like, if you were 50 years old doing that, that's still okay. If it's what makes you happy. <laughs> so what? But at, I look at it like this. Eventually you will likely get married, have a family, maybe not adopt right. cats, whatever. Definitely. This is your time to do what you're doing now. Mm. Do it. So what? You're saving money on rent. It's fun. 
you're happy with your living situation, obviously, fuck all those people who think it's weird. And like you said, like there are so many different people in the world that think different things and the people who share the values you do will gravitate towards you. Yes, and all, in, yes. maybe in 10 years, I will make friends that are 10 years younger that like are kind of living a similar lifestyle. And as long as we're like, you know, on the same page, who cares? Well, okay. So for example, um, are you younger, Erica? You're both 27. Yeah, I'm technically younger though. I'd like the record to show by at least four months. Okay. When is your birthday? I don't even know this. <laughs> November, November 27th. I knew November. Why did I know that? I don't know. You've probably told me before. But so you'll be 28 in November. I will. Wow. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. So I am three, four, five and a half years older than you, which is not a lot, but we wouldn't have been in high school together. No, no chance. So that's how I look at it. Like we wouldn't have been in high school together. I'd say mindset wise, we're pretty the same. Yeah. We both like, we believe the same things. And I'd say values for the most part, you and I mm -hmm. at least are the same. I'm a female who is five and a half years older than you. And that is proof right there. And five and a half is, I know it's not a long time, but that's proof right there that you can be at a different physical age of your life and have a, a mindset of a 27 year old boy. It's definitely against the stereotype. And I wouldn't even say it's the mind of a 27 year old because I'm, there's a lot of 27 year olds that don't have my mindset. You right. know what I mean? Right. So they're just similar mindsets. And although like you say that, you know, I just, I know a lot of girls my age that are way older than you quote unquote in yeah. terms of mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I usually don't date older because like, I'm just not there. Like I'm just simply not there yet. I know. You know? I have a friend who's been married for a few, I think she's 25 or 26, married for a few years, pregnant. And I'm just like, and she, this is like the life she's wanted. They are a perfect couple. It's not even like, I'm like, oh, they're too young to be married. No, they've been dating since they were in high school. Like they're, it makes so much sense. And that makes them happy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hell no, could I have done that? And I, actually she might be 27. So it would be like you, but I could never see you being in that situation now. I think the thing that kind of drove me, one of the ways that, one of the things that drove me this way when I was growing up was um, looking towards my dad. So he passed away of cancer at 30, right? And at 30 seems like a crazy young age. And it was like, but I mean, he had me at 26, 25, wow. I think. Um, but when I looked at that, I was like, oh my God, like my whole life I was taught that you need to live every day like it's your last because you don't know what it is. You know, that stereotypical thing you hear. Mm -hmm. And as I grew up, I was like, I, he never really got to live his life. But as I got older and got to know him and like watched videos and read letters yeah. and stuff, I started to realize that he was one of those people where the family was his priority. He did get to live his life. That's exactly what he wanted. It made him happy. He didn't grow up too fast, too slow. Like he got a lot of the things out of his life that he wanted and he was exactly where he wanted to be. And, and I didn't really realize that until later. And that kind of makes me happy now knowing that. Just, you know, it, it, as long as you're living now with the values that you want, like there's, even if you get cut off short, at least you live that life that you wanted. Exactly. And that is, you just said it, you literally just explained to yourself why you shouldn't feel anything else that you have felt. Totally. Like, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> People always say that as you get older, uh, you get reestablished in your values and you start to question yourself less. Yeah. And I have noticed that. And I think that that is one thing that I am enjoying about getting older. Right. I mean, and like you look at your parents, you just said your dad had you at 26 and that would have been you almost two years ago. Absolutely have, not. Right? But. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And do our parents want us to have the exact same lives they had? No. So like mm. your dad, 100% so proud of you, even if you don't have kids right now at 28, because right. you're living your best life for you. And that's exactly. all our parents want. Like my parents never pressure me to have kids, probably because they have a million grandchildren already, but they're just like, are you happy? Yes. Okay. 
moving on. Like, that's it. That's all they ever care about. Do you, like, are you making money? And are you happy? Or enough money to live? Like, right? Like, you don't need us for anything. Do you need to move back home? You can. That's just how they've always been. And our parents just want us to be happy the same way their parents just wanted them. And if your dad lived his life and loved you and your sister and that's all he wanted, then he was happy. And He was, yeah. And it was full. Yeah. That's all that matters. I enjoyed... Live your best life for you. I think that should be a Carla Marie quote. Write it down. <laughs> I wanna, I don't even put it on my, on my phone somewhere. <laughs> Hold on. I'm writing it down before I forget. Live your best life for you. Are we writing out for or is it the number four and then letter U? Because <laughs> we're like kids. <laughs> Let's write it out. <laughs> Let's write it out. <laughs> we're we're not Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> but wait, also. Okay, so in the fun Peter Pan side of things, I, so mm. Olivia Rodrigo is what, 17 years old. Right. Uh, she just turned 18, actually. Okay, great. I feel like less weird about it, I guess. So she's 18 cool. years old. I'm 33 years old, rocking <laughs> out to her songs. And I'm like, am I weird? That, we like, all are. It's, but I think that just goes to show that no matter what age you're at, there are some core feelings that we all feel. Yeah. We've all felt heartbreak. We've all felt good for you. You know, we all <laughs> continue to feel that. And that's something that doesn't really age if you get down to the root of it. So I don't question why so many people can relate to these Olivia Rodrigo songs because when I hear it, male, female, old, young, yeah. everyone's rocking out and it slaps like all the way around. And, and I think that's it, a good thing. Yeah, and I think what's crazy is you start getting older, everything, every song you hear, right, growing up, it's like it's about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Right. Now you get older and you're like, huh, that's kind of like what my relationship was with that friend or my relationship with that job or that thing I cared about, whatever it is. And you start realizing like, it's not just like love is right. Because for some reason, as you're growing up, that's all you can understand is just a relationship like that for some reason, which is actually bizarre to think about when you're a teenager. That's all that matters. But really, mm -hmm. there's so much more to life than that. Right. Artists say that all the time. They always say that they write a song for a specific reason. But once you release that song, that song isn't yours anymore, A. And B, no. it doesn't mean what you wanted it to mean because it means whatever someone else is hearing from it. And, they're, yes. and that's going to be what it means to them. And like, you can't really do anything about that. No, you can't. That's crazy. Wow. I kind of love it though. I know. I am a fan of it. So Breakup songs and heartbreak songs and like also love songs, they just like remind me what I'm going for. You know, I'm like, oh yeah. Like the way you're singing about it is how it should feel. And then it reminds me, I got to wait till that happens. Yeah, I would say that's kind of true because there are certain songs that you'll hear and you'll be like, oh yeah, that is how I felt with that person. Or you'll hear the breakup songs and be like, yeah, that person really fucked me. That, that's right. Totally. Yeah. And sometimes you forget what that feels like. And a lot of those songs bring you back to that mind state. And then I enjoy those refreshers because if you haven't felt that in a while, you start to forget it exists. It you exists. Know? It exists. Um, yeah, so we'll get there. In the mindset of, I mean, this whole theme, I guess, Peter Pan and doing fun <laughs> things as kids is, uh, as adults, I mean, and acting like kids, is Fair Oaks Park near you in California? Oh, my God. Why does that sound so familiar? It's in Santa Fair. Clarita, maybe? I don't know anything about it. Um, that is near us. Santa Clarita is probably an hour from, hour and a half from me. Okay. Well, you are going to round up the roommates and okay, on August 28th. You're okay. going to go to Nerf Wars at... You're kidding. Yes. You're kidding. I saw this on Instagram and I was like, John needs to know no. about this. Nerf Wars at Fair Oaks Park in Canyon Country, August 28th from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Nerf oh War Battle God. this Saturday. So it's Saturday. 
Um, oh, yeah, we're recording this not on Friday. Heads up, everyone. That's why I'm very confused by the date. Um, it says, in order to participate in the war, you must go to the what uh, Instagram that they say. I'll post this somewhere. on a, I'll post okay. this in the description. On Instagram nice. and join our Discord server linked in the bio. Nerf blasters will not be provided, but darts will be if you need them. Applicants are recommended to have some gear and some Nerf experience, but is not required. I have a Nerf gun here. I might come. Applicants must be 10 or over. <laughs> Okay, check. <laughs> if the applicant oh, is below 13 years old, parents should contact us. Applicants must get approved uh, from us on Discord or IG to join. How cool is I legit that? Have, that's insane. I legit have like four or five Nerf guns in my closet. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm willing to bet that you will go there and there will not just be children. There will be... I, I, was, I would agree. I do not think we would be the oldest people there. Someone commented, I'm going, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> I me, saw, and I think it was, yeah. was it your, you were mentioning how there was a movie made about these, this group of friends that play tag. Yeah, it's called tag. And I need to watch it, but I, I love, like, I live for that shit. Like just being an adult and just getting to do, and again, like everything you've been saying, like ridiculous things like go to Nerf Wars and still have fun. It's nostalgia, but it's just with you forever, I guess. Totally. And in my opinion, like if it makes you happy, do it. Cause like not a lot of, I, I think that when I talk to a lot of adults and I ask them if they're happy or what makes them happy, it, it gets harder and harder to answer typically as you get older, you know, it's, it's really hard to find things that make you happy. And a lot of people that I know that maybe are kind of depressed, like you ask them that question, what makes you happy? And they don't really know how to answer it. And a lot of people are looking for that thing. And that's how a lot of my friends have fallen in depression. And they, they don't, they'll say to me all the time, I don't know what really makes me happy. I'm trying all these different things, but it's not working. And that's so okay. So I want to make sure that, and that's okay. And, and you know, we got to do our best to find out what that is. But that's why, like, if I am finding things that still make me happy, I want to hold on to that as long as possible. Yes. And you also said something about, oh, you said something about getting older. And I thought, like, well, what if I'm 60 and I want to do Nerf Wars? Being, like, physically in shape which I know is not easy especially when you have kids and you can't mm. find time for yourself you need to because if you're mm. physically healthy and in shape and you're like 60 you could go run a marathon if that still makes you happy if that's something you did when you were 30 and that's like we don't need to get into preaching physical health obviously but right that's important like I look at my parents they didn't really work out their whole life and like now they can't do there's like not a lot that they can physically do do because right. they are older and their bones hurt. I know they're not going to listen to this, so I'm not going to get smacked for saying any of this. But like, my dad still goes fishing on his boat and handles the boat and does all of that, and they do that, and that's great that they enjoy that. But if I'm like, hey, do you guys want to go on a hike or do you want to do something? Like, I want to show you this cool stuff. They can't, and that sucks. And it's not even yeah, it's not even being the most fit. Like, even no. if you can just kind of get a little bit more in shape. Like, even playing catch matters. Like, I remember I used to be on baseball teams and like some. Some of my teammates' dads were so old and never really took care of themselves, so they literally could not play catch with their kid at home. Sucks. And, like, that, that sucks, you know? Like, that's the one thing their kid wanted, and I think that as that progresses, like, I'm sure the dad wanted to as well, you know what I mean? But at that point, it gets too late. So even a little bit of getting in somewhat better shape than you are now will help you do those things that make you feel younger or get to spend time with the people you love and longer, all that yep. kind of stuff. Did you – have you ever read um... – I forget what they're called, but it's like our interviews with people who are dying, essentially. Like there's a name for oh, wow. it, I think. And the studies have been done on it. And it's like the number one thing they all say is, I wish I worked less. I wish I spent mm -hmm. more time with my family. And it's like, we see that and none of us are like actually listening to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do nothing all. about it. And it's, they all have this in common. It's like, I wish I just cared less about the little things. I wish I just said, fuck it and had more fun or did this or went on more trips and I'm like 
I'm just going to do the, I'm going to do what they said and I, I will find some and send them to you. But I would love to listen to those or read those. It's so, so important. God, that's so interesting. Anytime you meet an old person, you have a chance to talk to them. I feel like you go to Chili's all the time. I'm sure there's old people there. Yeah, there's plenty of old people there. Also, we go to like concerts in the park. Most of our neighbors are old. I love talking to old people. Me too. And and without being like first question you ask them, but <laughs> yeah. be like, what do you regret most in life? Or what do you what are you happy you did? Or stuff like that. It's important to have those conversations when you can with old people. Mm-hmm. And I always like have a hard time differentiating how old old people are. Yeah. Like to me, when I see gray hair, I'm like, oh, like. How, what do you wish you did differently in life? And they're like, I'm 60. I'm going to live another 30 years. <laughs> yeah. like, what do you mean? Isn't that, that's like, insane oh, so though. <laughs> that is insane to think. Okay. So say for, to meet in the middle, we're 30 right now, right? We're not, but right. if we live till 90, we will live two of what we just lived already. Insane. I think about that all the time. That's like I'm trying to live to hundred. Yeah, me too. That's wild. And you, and I like, I, I want to have three more of these lives. And you also got to realize too, if I'm 27 and I'm going to double or triple my life, I only have memories of maybe three quarters of what I have now, like ages one to 10. I don't really remember. No. So that's extra time included as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I'm with you on that. We need to, and that's why like, I love documenting things. I can't wait to like mm-hmm. look back. I think about all the time how I look at photos from when I was ki- a kid and I'm like, these pictures like suck, man. Kids these days have such different, like memories and records of what they're like there's a video of every day of their life like i we only have video cameras on holidays really and yeah. video footage so it's it's going to be so different for them but i don't know i like that's why i like documenting everything so i'm like oh remember when we did this i don't know if i've talked about this on our podcast and if i have maybe you haven't heard it but that's kind of the reason that i got into this career and doing this kind of stuff um because when i was little and like i said i lost my dad to cancer we have a, a couple videos of him there were like, there was a time where my mom was like, you need to make videos for your kids in case things don't work out. And he was stubborn. And he knew to always tell her like, no, I'm not going to, it's oh, going to be fine. Yeah. And behind her back one day, he made a bunch of them and didn't tell her. And we didn't find it till after he passed. Oh my God. And there were these, and they're incredible. Like we used to watch them as kids. I haven't seen them in years, but he would talk about how much he loved my sister and I and what he thought we would be when we grew up and like all this kind of stuff to just get to know him and his thoughts on us. And we have maybe a small stack of them. And I was like, I wish I had a million of them, you know, like I wish I had so much more because I barely know this person that is responsible for giving me (laughs) air in this world. You know, that's wild to me. So when I was a kid, I used to always take my phone, like when videos started coming on phones and I would just document random days and I'd like make videos with my friends and being like, one day I'm going to have kids. And this is me 16 in high school. Like after I get out of school one day and I would just document things all the time. And when I would commute to work, when I would commute to my internship, I put my phone on the little dashboard and I just like press play and talk about my day. The problem is I'm going to have so many that like, I'm not going to know where to go back and look for cool ones. But at the same time, I love seeing where my headspace was at, even if it's just for me so and no important. one else. Yeah. I want to know how I've grown, like what things I cared about then, what I care about now and where I've come and all this kind of stuff. And I find joy in that. Yeah. I mean, it's a digital journal. It's a video journal and it, it's exactly. a vlog, which by the way, you would probably crush it on YouTube by doing vlogs, but yeah, you need to get all those videos of your dad put onto like, like an MP4, go to like one of those legacy sure. box things, make sure they're protected. Cause that is such point. a cool thing to have. Totally. They're on tape somewhere in some storage area. So you're right. That needs to be done like ASAP. Yeah. For sure. And watch those again wow. as an adult. You said you haven't watched them in years. 
I haven't. I haven't. I don't. I know. I try like to stay away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to revisit things that That's make fair. me sentimental sometimes, which I should. Okay. Really yeah. No. 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 Like, if it's something. Yeah. No. It's sentimental. You need to revisit it once. Like, just lock yourself in your room. Tell all the boys. Yeah. yeah. Not tell anyone. <laughs> Take no. Tell them. Don't. Don't come in here. I'm going to be here for a few hours. Keep <laughs> the cat like, oh, what's in there. Doing a lot in this room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there you go. But that's that's actually amazing to have. And it's so cool that that is kind of how you got into all this. That's yeah, nice. it's it's what made me start to do videos and like enjoy podcasts because I love listening back. That's Even two years ago on my own podcast, I'm like, wow, that's wild. Like who would have thought I was, you know, those, some of the things that I thought then I've already flopped on two years later. Um, doing this podcast seven years, I yeah. would say, yeah, I, I go back, imagine. Anthony and I will go back and listen sometimes and we're like, we crack up because we're like, one day we're going to have our own show, wah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> it's like, or I don't know if I'd ever leave New Jersey or I'm like talking about my ex-boyfriend. Oh, and like, for me, I'm like, man, if we ever have kids, they can go back and be like, that's like when mom and dad were falling in love. And like, they have this audio to listen to. Of Is like, that not the coolest thing in the world? Yeah. It and it not. also is cool because it still gives you hope into the future because you're also making things right now that seven years from now you're going to be looking back at. This it podcast, never ends. We're going to put this podcast in a time capsule. And in seven years, to. John, you and I are going to come back and listen and see how we feel about life. I'll be 40. It's insane. I'll be 40. I can't even imagine what I'm going to be thinking, what I'm, what I'm going to want, what I'm going to be into. Like, I hope we're still friends. We're yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I hope we're not friends. I hope we are still <laughs> I know. Man. Yeah, we have to though, because this is awesome. It just never ends. And that's why I love doing this kind of stuff. This is, man, life. I did not think our podcast was going to be about life. Got a little deep there. It did. <laughs> I feel like I had, I guess there wasn't really anything ridiculous I want to talk about. Although I did think of this question today. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm ready. I'm so ready. When I kiss my cats, do they know <laughs> that I am kissing them or do they not understand that like that is a loving thing? Do they think I'm just making weird like sounds on their body? That's a great question. I don't think that they know that it's kisses, but you know what they probably think? They, you know how like when cats rub up against you, it's yes. like them trying to put their smell on you? Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that's what they think we're doing when we kiss them. That's probably what they think is happening. Yeah, we're just rubbing up against them. We're swapping scents. We're saying, <laughs> you're mine, I'm yours. <laughs> that's that where my head went today. Do you know that I'm kissing you <laughs> to the cat? Yeah. I, see, but I think dogs might know. Because I'll say to Max, give me a kiss, and she knows bumps me. She's the only she one. Really? She's the only one. Caroline, when I go to kiss her, she turns her head away from me. It's a, I, one of my roommates says this all the time. He goes, the, he read this tweet that it was like, the only thing that stops cats from eating you alive most of the time is their size, <laughs> which is the coolest thing to me because that's what? one of the reasons I love cats because they're literally predators, like they wild are. predators that we're just lucky enough that they're small so we get to own and domesticate. It is kind of insane to think, I guess, but a wolf would be a coyote. Essentially, yeah, that's the Which, same thing. But what's cooler, a wolf or a tiger? A tiger. tiger. <laughs> but I had to think but, about that for a second because in my, well, wait, would a dog be a coyote or a wolf? A uh, wolf, I would think. What the hell's a coyote then? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I have no idea. What, <laughs> like a fox? Okay, well, there have been spottings of them in my neighborhood. Like oh, coyotes, yeah, in the city, like blocks oh, wow. away from my house. How does that happen? How do where do they sleep? <laughs> that blows my mind, dude. I don't know. I Animals mean, are wild. You know what else bugs me too? Okay, it's like how <laughs> here we go. like going to into philosophical questions here. Shower thoughts. Um, <laughs> as I think about how weird alien, like we imagine aliens to be, and then I look around at all the animals on Earth. And some of them are so weird looking. And they think the same about us. 
For sure. Like there's just, imagine never seeing another animal before and then you see like a zebra or like some crazy fish or some wild bug. It's like, that's crazy to me. It is crazy. That's why I like cats. <laughs> cats is. are just wild animals that we get to live with. They are. Awesome. They like, seriously, when you see the things that they do and like I have a fake mouse that um, is actually made out of a uh, real rabbit fur. All the cats go crazy over it because it's a real animal. And when I tell mm. you the sounds that when it's in their mouth, they make, it is bizarre. Like they're howling yeah. and screaming. So Caroline loves it the most. And then also Erica, who is a baby, is mm. very predatorial, like kicking it, running <clears throat> with it, like doesn't let anyone else play it, runs around the house with it in her mouth. And I'm like, you are less than four months old and you know how to murder. <laughs> Yeah, and like no one teaches them that. Like they just know these things. Put 1,500 pounds on that cat and you're dead. <laughs> like, and also another wonder of the world is that you don't teach them how to use a litter box. You pour the litter and they go. I still don't quite understand I, that. And I that's a domesticated, like, okay, understanding saying like, all right, it's in your blood to understand to kill because that's whatever. And that makes sense actually to me. Why do they know how to use a litter box if their <laughs> mom was feral? And they literally think that they're the boss all the time. Like oh, cats like think that they run your house and it's like, you're literally a small cat and you have no idea. Like, like they just do what they want. But like they <laughs> do around you when they the want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they kind of do. A little bit. <laughs> but at the same time, you kick them out at any moment. They couldn't do the same to you. True. If I get enough of them, they might be able to kick me out. Yeah, they probably will one day. Wow. Well, this has been uh, a great time, John. I am excited. I mean, I probably could talk to you for another 17 hours about life and all the things, but this was fun. I know. I was looking forward to this because I knew at some point we would be on a podcast together. And I just like have so many, I have so many questions. And like, I love the way that you think about things. And I feel like as someone who's just been through more than me, I'm always taking notes from you. That's fair. Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, when you said you always thought you'd be on a podcast with me, do you remember when you are you saying when I pulled your name out of the hat or like in your life? (laughs) I mean, no, I kind of hope to get you then too. But it's when we first met you and we started doing podcast stuff together, I was like, there's going to come a point where like I'm on with just Anthony or I'm on with just you. And I get excited for those moments because as much as we talk every day, it's it's wild that we even learn so much in this podcast form. Actually, have you and I ever been, I don't say alone, (laughs) other than a text, right? Alone together having a conversation. No. And when we're all together, like there are other things that we're doing. So we don't really get to have these like long format discussions. So it's not really entertainment and not even putting on a show for other people. Like I think it's beneficial, beneficial to me, you know, for us, like for sure, this is an opportunity that I wouldn't normally get with you. And that makes me pumped. That's kind of crazy. I guess I never realized that we never have, have had alone time, John. This is when the world got to be a part of it. (laughs) We have not. No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, Anthony will probably be back next week. Who knows? I mean, I might just make John my new co-host. Um, but you can go well, listen. Adopt the cats, please. Yes, adopt the cats. Erica and John, those are your kittens of the week. And uh, go listen to Almost on Air with Erica and John. Well, not this week. It's John, Erica and Jake. <laughs> but go listen to all of their episodes. You can listen. Um, I wouldn't say listen out of order, but go catch up because they are, it's so fun to listen to. And then obviously 20 something's doing nothing this week. Anthony is on with Ricky. They were actually in person together in Nashville recording the podcast. And I still think ours is going to be better. So we'll see. Um, And one thing I need you to do, John, before we leave, it's something you always say on your podcast that you, I didn't even tell you that you know exactly what to say. Just say we are so back. (laughs) So So incredibly back. Thank you, John. Hopefully we will be so back again on this podcast one day. Yes, one day. We'll be back.